Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. You think there's a shape that is specifically better. I mean, I can tell you there are shapes that aren't great. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we bang and then shower together. Ooh. Because you have to get the scent off. I know. They have the longest lunch hours. I want their hours. Like, how many minutes are in their hours? I just don't understand how they could be. And again, I apologize. I watched a few episodes ahead, so I don't know if this is in the episode. But there's one scene where they're lying in the tub together. Is that in this episode? It is. And you know my thing about hotel bathrooms? I do. Actually, uh, I was thinking of you during I, I that. I literally was dying when I'm I not, saw this. I'm not even going to lie. You know I love a good hotel tub soak. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's always clean first. We've already talked about that. But even this one kind of grossed me out because it wasn't a big tub. Like, the majority of their body was out of the water, and that grossed me right out. There's like, they were hardly covered. I'm like submerged. In, I'm going to delve into my mental illness here. There's Don't something worry. about well, how much time do we have? <laughs> oh, wait, do we need to borrow some of their lunch hour time minutes? <laughs> There's something about the feel of the porcelain. Oh, God, oh, I'm dry heaving over here. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. That's exactly yeah. what I mean when I said like. Yeah. Most of them wasn't submerged and, like, protected in the warmth of the water, like a poultice. <laughs> and this is not Como-specific. That's the name of the hotel, right? The Como? Yeah. I think so. The Commander, mm-hmm. the Como. Um, I could be in a five-star luxurious resort, and I would still take a shower like a maniac, standing in the middle, not letting any of my my rolls or wrinkles touching the sides. I know you're so weird. But I'm that's so why. weird. I bring my own cleaning supplies when I'm going to be like somewhere where I know that I'm going to be more than like a day or two or I'm going to want a bath because I take a bath almost every night. Just about. It doesn't matter, dude. 
you could clean that shit. I could watch somebody like sterilize it and it still would not work. Here's a question though. Would okay. you take a bath in my bathtub? No. Really? No, I wouldn't take a bath in anybody else's bathtub. Really? I would totally get in your tub. Well, sure. <laughs> I just invited myself to the tub. I'm just weird about it. Like even my daughters, they'll take a bath in my tub and when they get out, I have to clean it. Well, yeah, I would clean it, <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, but I would not take a bath in their tub. I get it. I it's mean, I get new, it. And it's in my own house. I get it. Mm-mm. I'm There's, just real weird. I'm weird about certain things too. And it's a texture thing because I'm not – like if I go into a pool, I'm okay in a pool if it has a liner. I'm, I'm weird if it's concrete. I know. Why? Because I think I understand that and I don't even know why. <laughs> you know, oh my God, what what local pool was it in like the 80s where you would go and it was like concrete on the bottom and when you got out – the bottom of your toes would be all scraped mm-hmm. raw. Do you remember that? And it hurts Neog- so we to, bad. We used to swim at Neog a lot. And Maybe that's it because we did too. Yeah. Was that, that it? it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that feeling on the tips of your toes when you were well, little? You'd get them to be raw. were concrete. McDade was. Neog was. Yeah, they were. The state park is. Yeah. They're You're all, right. Yeah, yeah, they all are. But I just remember there was one that was specifically like rough. Like, yeah. ex- okay. like, I actually remember coming out of the pool with skin toes and it hurt. Mm. I was little and my little toes would be hurting. Guys, if you haven't guessed it already, we're talking about Jesus. love and death today. <laughs> this has been our mental health corner. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Amy Archer. I'm your host. I'm here with the gravy to my French fries, Steph. Hi, Steph. What's up? What's up? <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I noticed? What? When I went back and listened to our episodes, because I have done that, why for like the first couple of episodes you would introduce me and I'd be like, hi, <laughs> like a church lady. Hey. I don't know. Because that is not how I ever enter a room, ever. Maybe, maybe you're channeling like your um, Pastor Jackie. Hi, I don't know what sugars. it was. How you doing, sweetie? No, it was like, <laughs> I love when you do that so much. No, it was like, I sound scared. Mm. Hi. Mm. Hi. Okay, I have a new show alert. Ooh. Hit me. I'm watching something. On Netflix, it's called Missing. Oh, I already watched it. I did. It's so good. I know. It's so good. It's only four episodes, guys, and it's true crime. And it follows the story of this detective, Rain. And she's on the missing persons unit in South Carolina. In So good. And it's real. And here's what I love about it, okay? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, so-and-so is missing. Can I interrupt you? Isn't it called Missing, Dead, or Alive? So, like, every yes. episode is different. And yes. you don't know which, if the person is dead or alive. I think yes, you left that correct. part out. Yep. I'm correcting you. So, no, that's fine. So, <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm not it. scared and I'm just making all the corrections. <laughs> So they'll be like, this dude is missing and he left his wife a voicemail. And instead of making us wait or wonder, we go right to the voicemail. It's amazing. And then it's like, okay, that's the voicemail. And then it's like, so we think that he stopped at this Rite Aid. So we need to get that footage. Instead of making us wait or wonder, boom, Boom. right to the Rite Aid. And we're watching the footage. I know. It's great. It is 
scratching every itch that a true crime person can have. Same. I loved it so much. So two weekends ago, I watched it. Um, I actually think it might have been Mother's Day weekend mm. because Patrick was – he's working on his thesis and has been down in the hole. And mm. I've been like spending a lot of time watching TV by myself at night and I binged that in one evening, all four episodes. Yeah, it's I only watched four it until like one o'clock in the morning or something. It's so good. And I was obsessed. go into each other, which is really cool. I know. I but highly recommend, same, guys. It's so good. And if you're somebody like my mom is like this, she really loves like girl power, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. If you're somebody mm-hmm. who's all about the girl power, oh, watch great. this this show. It's really, really good. So, it's so on Netflix, good. Missing Dead or Alive, let us know what you think. All right. Let's get to our show, Love and Death, Season 2, Episode 2, Encounters. Encounters. We oh, I almost sang, we open <laughs> and Alan. <laughs> So we open on Candy and Alan showering together. I know. Although I did notice in the opening credits that Nicole Kidman is an executive producer on this episode. Yes, her and Reese Witherspoon. I knew Reese was. I didn't know Nicole. That's how much I forget. I think it's the whole like big little lies crew. Yeah, I think you might be right. So I don't know if you noticed, but the church is starting to get a little wild. And they're saying Um, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. They're getting real weird. They're getting real rowdy. So we see Betty walk into the back of the church with a look of disappointment on her face. Caught that. Pastor Jackie says her goodbyes. I'm going to miss this congregation. I'm going to miss these people. And she intros her replacement pastor, Ron Adams, who looks like he is 12 years old can we talk about this he's legit a child and i have to mute myself every time you do that because people are not going to want to hear me cackling madly because it's so funny he's a child i seriously think he's like 12 and it's weird because he kind of looks like tom pelfrey but like (laughs) younger he could be tom pelfrey's younger brother so ron adams is 12 and he gets up there and he's like hey what's up now after mass betty is like He's going to be a disaster. Oh, that Betty doesn't talk like that. Betty's like, he's going to be a disaster. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's always cranky. So she's like, he has an orange coat on. Who wears an orange coat to mass? Like, how dare you? All I could think of Never. was Patrick. <laughs> Patrick would wear an orange coat to mass. Good. Good for him. Weirdo. Betty and I is, would be so annoyed by it. Betty is convinced that Pastor Jackie was fired for her divorce. Mm-hmm. And Candy asks, so Candy does the dick move, which I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. and is like, let's stop the gossiping. I'm just going to call Pastor Jackie over here and tell her what you said about her. So she calls her right over and she's like, Pastor Jackie, are you getting fired for your divorce? And Pastor Jackie says, now look, guys, everyone in the choir, everyone in the church takes their cues from the choir. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> and Alan and Candy look at one another. And Betty's like, what was that? What was that look? You two look like you have a secret. Mm-hmm. I am good at picking up on looks. I don't know about you, but like I watch people constantly. Same. And one thing I have like gotten in the habit of doing and it, it really bothers me is when I'm walking with my daughters, I watch to see who's looking at them. Oh, I do that all the time. Because they're like young women now. You know what I mean? I have young boys and I do it. That's and they're weird. Like, 
Yep. And they're like 16 and they're, you know, dressing like whatever. And not to go all Betty on everybody, but (laughs) they're walking down the street and like I can I'm watching people look at them and I just want to like scream. I know it really bothers me. And I'll also do that like if we're in a bar or something and somebody's looking at T-Arch. It's usually me. It's usually you or like a friend is looking at like I'm always watching how people are looking at each other, if that makes sense. I do it all the time because you're observing interactions. Yeah, And a lot could be said in a look. A hundred percent. Yes. Like I could throw you a look and you would know right now. You know exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You guys can't see it, but I'm throwing her a look. Okay. So they, she says, you two look like you have a big secret. Then she goes on to accuse everyone of lying and says, Pastor, Pastor Jackie is indeed being fired. I mean, Betty is just a fucking pill. I know. She's a real asshole. Now, in the Hulu version, Melanie Linsky played her, right? What? From Yellow Jackets? Shauna? Played, played who? Played Betty. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Betty. Was yes, she yes, better? Yes. Yeah, I okay. think so. I didn't want to say that, though. I mean, I I like the actress, but... I do, too. I actually really like her. It's just weird. Mm -hmm. So Candy picks the hotel, and she chooses the Como this time. And I just wrote, pro tip number three. When you're having an affair with someone, don't pick a public hotel on a main road and park your cars right in the parking lot. Isn't it almost like across the street from the church? It's so dumb. Is it it or no? No, it's not. It's across the street from the commander, the hotel they went to the first time. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's she right. picks Sorry. like a sleazier one. Yes, because yeah. he even comments about it. And Alan I'm like, shows oh, buddy, up. really? Yeah, it's he shows up and he's like, this hotel's kind of sleazy. Mm. And she's like, I like that. So then they talk a little bit about Betty and Alan says, Betty, this is so great. Betty doesn't like change. She doesn't even like contingencies. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Alan says she's been pretty moody, and I'm not not gonna lie, she's like low key focusing all of her anger on Pastor Ron. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about the idea of Betty just hating on Pastor Ron and Pastor Ron being like everybody's spoiled younger brother. It's he's real like, funny. Shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. He reminds me of 12-year-old Nathan, (laughs) literally my child. So Alan says, I don't know, like, and this is, guys, if you know anything about postpartum depression, it doesn't flare up, Alan. That was hilarious. Jesus Christ. He's like, her PPD must be flaring up again. Okay. Something happened in this scene, though, and I just needed to make a reference to it. Okay. But somebody says something about food. Or something. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Candy says that she's finger licking good. Yes. Yes. And I was dying because I was like, wait, was she listening to (laughs) to the the KFC? To the KFC. (laughs) He goes, oh, the food looks good. And she goes, and he goes, so do you. And she goes, well, I'm finger Finger licking good. That's what she said. So at one point, Candy goes, geez, I should take Betty to lunch or something. I feel like I've been neglecting her while not neglecting her husband. <laughs> and Alan is just racked with guilt. And then I just wrote, they bang and then they shower. Okay. 
So the next day, Candy tells her BFF Sherry that Alan has the most perfectly shaped penis she has ever seen. Now, we need to go into penis corner for a second because I need to talk about this. All right. We're going. I'm in. Okay. Ready? We're in. I'm ready. I've seen a lot of penises. Like, I've never sort of took note of the shape. Is this a thing? Um, It's a thing, dude. Like, the size, maybe, but, like, I don't care what the fucking shape is. Yeah, you do. Does she have a perfectly sized penis? Probably. Maybe. Okay. But, maybe I mean... Maybe just inflating shape and size? I mean, I guess there's no way to know, unless we can ask her. But I don't... I don't know, because I, I don't know that I agree with you on this one in the penis corner. You think there's a shape that is specifically better i mean i can tell you there's shapes that aren't great (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm crying okay anyway guys come at us if you have an opinion on a penis shape if anyone needs to come into the penis corner, we will open it up. We'll open it for up commentary. for commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. I might move that to the Facebook group when we're done here. <laughs> penis corner. The penis corner. So Taking it to she, the group. I love how Sherry literally goes. She looks over at Alan and she's like, or no, she looks just to the side. He's not there. She just looks to the side and she goes, I really just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> So Candy says, it's nice to be noticed and adored a little. And Sherry's like, doesn't Pat adore you? And Candy's Mm. like, yeah, but like not in the right way. You know what I mean? Then Sherry says, I'm a little jealous. I mean, part of me has the imagination for adultery, just not the guts. Mm. Mm. I don't know why I'm doing the accent for her. She doesn't I don't know either, but Mm -mm. I'm here for it. Because that's a candy. It should be just candy and Pastor Jackie. Correct. Yeah. I will say, um, this is the only role that I like this actress in that I've ever seen her in so far. What is oh. her name? Ritter something? She's local to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she was Jesse's Jessica in Breaking Bad. She was good. Oh, uh, see, I didn't get into that. But what was that show? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. I hated more. Like, it ruined any Marvel show for me that yeah, ever was in existence. Do you like superhero shows? I thought I you did um, it depends. I love Daredevil. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite one. The Punisher was really good too. I didn't get into that one because there was a lot of screaming. It was very loud. <laughs> and it, oh, no, I'm being dead serious. That's one of the things that Patrick and I like vehemently disagree on our television shows usually because oh, right. mm-hmm. we watch them at night. And I can't do the loud, screamy, whoa, when you're, like, trying to settle down because it's overstimulating to me. You have to do the nice, quiet murder. Yeah, a good, quiet (laughs) murder so that when I turn it off, I could spend, like, five or ten minutes on my phone looking at puppies to bring everything back to nice and then you can go to sleep. But when you're in that, like, fighting, screaming, blood, guts, Mm -hmm. it's – and I love blood and guts. Like, don't get me wrong. This isn't, like, an – where like I hate horror because I'm afraid of it. It's not like that. It's just it's it's like too much for my pea brain at nighttime. This is I'm already talk- like an insomniac. Let me put that out there. So when I watch stuff like this at night, 
I don't know. I think I have like a sensory disorder because. Well, I was just going to say, it sounds to me like you're describing a highly sensitive person. And we talked about this over the weekend. HSP. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly it. It's too much for me. And I couldn't, I wanted to watch it and I probably would like it if I watched Mm -hmm. it at like 5 p.m. Okay. That makes sense. That isn't that, that's weird though. I know it's so weird, but I can't do that stuff at night in the dark. No, I get it. I used to go to bed every night watching The Daily Show. And now I'm like, I can't watch news or anything political. I have to go to bed with the comedy. So like we do a half hour like The Office or Parks and Rec or we're doing Archer. You know, it's always sunny, something like that. Now we're at Betty's ultrasound and everything looks great. And Betty's really stressed. And Doc is asking like, how's everything at home? And Betty snaps at him and says, says to Alan, I feel like he's accusing me of not being right. Mm-hmm. Which I say this that's very common for women to feel this way mm-hmm. especially at this time in yep. 78 come on yep candy is baking and jamming in her kitchen making cookies and this is me every sunday i bake in my kitchen you know this i know you do I and love i was, it. love it what was actually funny is i was thinking because i i'm getting into baking believe it or not i would like mm-hmm. to make cookies i'm, I'm mm-hmm. a really good cookie maker but i don't like to make like pies and stuff yeah but when I was watching this, I'm like, what kind of fucking person is like parading around their kitchen? And I totally was like, I think Amy does that. I do. I do. It's not even You are such a good wife. No, it's not even necessarily baking. Like I love cooking too. No, I know. But like, I'm just saying. Yeah. Sunday is my kitchen day. I, I love know. being in my kitchen. I have my little iPad on, playing mm-hmm. my murder shows. And just doing what I need to do yeah. with my AirPods in. I like it. I'm enjoying that stuff now that my kids are older. Yeah. Which is so weird. Yeah. Um, I was a shit-ass mom when they were little. Oh, shut up. No, You're like working. I wouldn't. Well, I did work, but I'm like, they were used to like store-bought cookies until they were like seven. Well, I mean, <laughs> I lived on, like my mom, she just never cooked and never baked and like a treat for us is like, oh, there's new yogurts in the fridge. Swear to God, oh, I'm not making this up. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So, so I think my, that's why I'm the way I am. Mm, it's funny because my mom, when we were little, was like that, like cooked and baked and did all of those things. Yeah. So we were kind of spoiled because then she decided to like lose her shit and take off. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, uh, now what? Oh, yeah. Jenny and I mastered like macaroni and cheese, craft macaroni and cheese. Mm. My kids oh my can't make craft macaroni and cheese. I'm like, I have failed you. Ugh. Come on. Okay. So then I felt seen because they're laying in bed eating those cookies. And I'm like, now that's an affair I can get behind. <laughs> I'm just going to meet up with some dude at a hotel and eat cookies in bed. <laughs> okay. So they're getting cozy and they're having like, they're starting to have more intimate conversations. Did you notice this? Yes, I did notice this because I actually even took note that like, I can see that she's, she's She's falling. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she does the old tell me. Sorry. It's feeling like it's becoming emotional now. It's not just a physical affair. Like you can see where this is like the emotional affair is taking place now. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like I said last episode- Like Dr. Tammy Nelson says, (laughs) when you're having an affair, you seek out the person who helps you to be who you want to be. And Candy wants to be seen and she wants to be heard. And she's feeling both of those things from Alan. She is. So she does the old tell me something about you no one knows. Red flag. 
Red yeah. flag, red flag. Is this Nexium? Is this collateral? Oh, what, totally what are you, why collateral. are you asking me for my deepest secrets? I don't want to give them to you. This wild and crazy dude says he won a wheat competition in high school. I would have got up and walked out. My I can't. vagina would dry up inside what itself. If, like I was like, reason. what the fuck is a wheat competition? I don't even know what that is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I didn't care enough to Google it. <laughs> he, he like picked out good wheat? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. that's weird. I live in the country and I didn't get this, mm-hmm. but whatever. So they talk about Betty's affair, the one she had in New Mexico. And it turns out he was on a six-week business trip and she went home with a college student. Mm. Wow, Betty. This this was weird. Do well, you I don't even, think it happened. I don't I think, don't it, think it did either. Mm-hmm. I don't I was totally gonna say that because this does not track with this per this character at all. I think no. he did this to justify to her. No, I don't know. So you, you think the lie's coming from him? I think the lie's coming from Betty. I think Betty told Alan that to get him to not travel anymore. Because he says, I didn't even ask her. She just confessed. Oh, Betty. I think I keep confusing and Betty and he Candy. He says, it felt calculated, and I wonder if she did it as punishment. She oh, totally did. Oh, yes. She totally right. did. I remember that now. So then Candy's I'm, like, do you like roller coasters, honey? Oh, my God. Again. And then... <laughs> Then we see them strolling through an amusement park, arm in arm, arm in arm, right in public. In public, I don't understand how are they like? They're like not even really trying to hide it. But it again, be called how not to have an affair. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Also, who has time on their lunch break to go to a hotel, have a full meal, bang in a red velvet bed, mm. shower? Then go to an amusement park and stand in line for roller coasters and then go home and prepare a full course meal for your husband and your family. I don't even understand any of this. Is this what these boomer white dudes were doing in the 70s? Is this how they were working? I like Don Draper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I really do. Speaking of oldies. The Uh. ultimate. He's not the ultimate. Robert Downey Jr. is the ultimate. Of course. He's the ultimate office holdy, though. Although, no, maybe not Allie McBeal. Never mind. Mm, Yeah. Guys, if you don't know what a a holdy is, it's a a hot older person. Hot old guy. We talked about this in a previous episode. I've already explained. Just saying. We did. And when I was on Shade, I introduced all the bunkies to this new term. Awesome. Holdy. It's holdy. It's a hot old guy. So now... But now we're now their we need, age. Now we're that age, and now we're trying to figure out what do we call hot, hot old women, women like us. Yeah. How and we said I just me- called us hot. We said maybe Goldies, like Goldies, Golden Girls, like the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. There, I heard the best Blanche Devereaux quote the other day. It was like, oh, no. "There's a fine line between being a <laughs> being like there's a fine line between giving a man what he wants and being a fifty cent whore." Oh and I know because my toe's been on that line. <laughs> like, oh my god, I love her so much. Love her. Okay. She is the OG Goldie. <sighs> She's amazing. She's the best. It's so funny because you always like we have come to the agreement that I am Blanche. Yeah, and I'm totally Dorothy. I'm also prudish. So You're how also does that what? Work? You also say I'm prudish. So well, how no, does that track? You are always a cross between. Blanche and Rose. Mm, 
Okay. Their eyes sort of teeter on Dorothy Sophia and Blanche. Dorothy. <laughs> or, so- or Sophia. Yeah. Because you're good with the uh, insults. Yeah, I am. You My are. My dad taught me everything I know. You'd be so proud. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got that wise cracking insult. I got no jean church from my papa. So we get a quick scene of Betty's baby shower and then Candy and Alan banging. Now, did you notice this? Now they're banging and she's on top. So they're getting wild. I did notice. Mm -hmm. And the lingerie is becoming skimpier. Yes. More shoulders are being exposed. I've noticed. Yep. Yep. It's getting wild. At church, baby Pastor Ron is not doing well. He's up there like, nobody likes me. Why don't you guys like me? He's just like a little child. 12-year-old Nate. So in bed later that week, Alan tells Candy that Betty is obsessed with hating on Pastor Ron. And so wants, funny. wants to leave the church. And he also tells her for the next few weeks, he needs to be ready for the baby so they can't see one another. And Candy just like kind of pulls away from him and she's like, I'm getting in too deep here. I don't want (laughs) to fall in love with you and I think about you too much. And he's like, okay, all right. Then they do this like, they do this weird thing where they almost have to, I don't know what they're doing. They're making themselves feel better. They're swaging their own guilt. Mm Because like, he's saying to her, you're such a good friend. You're such Mm -hmm. a good friend. Yes. So weird. Like, no, you're not. You're fucking your husband. I know. Oh, right. that's weird. I know I noticed that too. So go ahead. No, I'm just saying every time every time you go to say something in Candy's voice, I have to stop myself because it's just a habit to like do the imitation or whatever. Uh-huh. But yours uh-huh. is so funny that like uh-huh. I keep going to do it and then I'm like and no and one do you can like see me, obviously. Into the microphone. I sure do, baby mm-hmm. girl. So at the sure next church. Betty comes right out and tells Pastor Ron, we need to change the mass. It's boring. And Pastor Ron's like, she got my mass boring. (laughs) In his adult diaper and his big rattle in his hand. You can tell everybody's trying to like handle her like, okay, Betty, don't do that, Betty. Like they're just handling her. Treating her like she's insane. Mm -hmm. And I still don't understand why. I mean, she's a bitch, but like, she she's bitch. not nuts. Pastor Ron sucks. Yeah, oh, he's a, yeah, he yeah. sucks. So the next day, Candy asks Alan, what the fuck? Wait, no. Candy asks Alan, what happened with Betty? Like, what the fuck happened? She went a little Joan Crawford. 
And Candy says, I gotta be honest with you, Alan. I am falling for you. I don't want to get hurt, and I don't want anyone else to get hurt. And Alan says, I agree, but being with you has really helped me. Like, it's helped me be better with Betty. Oh, and you know what? what? Of course it has. I know. It's because he's like, he has confidence that he didn't have before. Yes, and he's getting like the hot chick. He's getting a need met somewhere. So Betty and Alan have their daughter now, and shortly after, they're back at the hotel, Candy and Alan. And Mm -hmm. we see them doing some banging from behind. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're really just... You know, it's like learning all the things where you just go around every position, every position. He's trying all the things that all the kids talked about that he never, he was always like, next we'll be seeing reverse cowgirl. Like it's just all going to happen. Yeah. It's all happening. So he's not going to know what to do. No, he's not. (laughs) So, and then I wrote, wouldn't, wouldn't Betty understand, like, wouldn't she be like, whoa, where'd you learn all this from? I thought about that too. Especially like, do you think he kissed her? French kissed? Yeah. He went from French kissing, never have French kissed. To doing it doggy. To doing a doggy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. So now I mean, I'm kind of happy for him a little bit. <laughs> happy for him too, I guess. So they're in a hotel bath together. <sighs> then they then they go to the door and they're kissing goodbye right in the open doorway with like Route 6 outside. I know, and she's like standing in her negligee waving. I can't. Like I ninety five is going right by the hotel. <laughs> okay, so she's July, like right on eighty one. <laughs> so July nineteen seventy nine. Everyone is at Alan and Betty's to welcome Bethany. Is their daughter? Yep. Candy holds the baby and loves on her a little bit while Betty stares a hole through her. Betty knows Mm, something's going mm, on. Betty knows. Candy and Alan walk into the backyard and they make plans to see one another the following Friday. Sir, your wife just had a fucking baby. I know. Uh, Scummer. While he's gone, we see Candy kind of looking around at her life and like examining things and she's like, I don't know. You could just see like it's She's unraveling. She's unraveling big time. Then I'm see, starting to see it. Me too. Then they then we see them banging again when he gets back from his trip. Now at Candy's. Okay, I want to point something out. This okay. is set in 1978, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've done a great job of keeping everything real 1978. Oh no, what They only smoke outside. And I'm sorry, that would oh, not have happened mm-hmm. in the 70s. Mm-mm. I mean, oh, our parents wow. were blowing that smoke right in oh, our face. Oh, yeah. In, in the car with the windows up. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. You haven't lived unless you have watched Johnny Carson through a cloud of your grandparents' smoke. I mean, it's, so it's just... It's so <laughs> or Matlock. <laughs> so Pat looks at her, and they just have this weird moment. And he goes, mm-hmm. sometimes I forget how pretty you are. Mm, and she blushes. And at the Gore house, Betty initiates. And yes. Alan says, I'm tired. And she oh my God. her goddamn mind. Well, she rolls over and she's like so hurt and so embarrassed and yeah. so devastated. Yeah. Because she knows something's going on. She just doesn't know what. Yeah. And this just confirmed. And she's like, You're not attracted to me anymore. I know you're not attracted to me anymore. I felt so bad for her. I did too. Because even though they're writing her as a total pill, like I really. She She's still a human that just had a baby and her. No, uh-uh. Right. 
Ugh, I still don't. I don't like it. So Katie and Alan are at lunch and he's telling her about this situation and how Betty thinks it's her fault. And he's like, but I had been with you all day, Candy. So I couldn't bang her. I had like no, no juices left. You know, mm-hmm. that dog mm-hmm. really wore me out. Mm-hmm. Candy looks proud. I did know. you notice this? I She's did. sitting there like with this proud look on her face. I know. You know what it is? Because I think for her, there's some part of her that this is just about winning. Yep. Do you ever yep. do you, do you yep. see that? He is one um, of those because, women that is always a competition. Because at one point when he said somebody says something and she said, because I thought this was funny. Do I want to wait for you to say it in the voice? No, go ahead. Bad mood Betty gets all the benefits. Like she's training him. Yep. Like she's yep. telling that friend yes. that I never remember her name, the Ritter person lady. Yes, I'm terrible with the names. We know this, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's pissed off that like she's putting all this work into him and bad mood Betty's getting all the benefits. Yes, exactly. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in this like public diner. Again, out in public. <sighs> and there's like a couple sitting right next to, like yeah. literally at the table right next to them. I'm like, they can hear you. Yep. <laughs> he says, you know, I'm starting to think maybe we should end it. And she mm-hmm. flips the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Ellen, the unraveling. Dude. Yeah, dude. She's like, bad. What, what? What? We should end it. Why should we end it? Do you notice to- now? She starts to like gaslight him though. Yes, and then she's it's like, weird. Then he he shushes her, and she flips out. Do not shush me. And he says, yes. "We just need to slow it down a little bit, Betty or Candy. We're using one another to fill the gaps in our marriages, and it's not fair to Betty and Pat." And he's right. Uh, he's he is right. A few he months, the voice of now. reason. He is. He even though he's having an affair on his pregnant wife, I know, and then I know. his wife would just give birth. But a few months go by and Alan and Candy don't talk. And then he suddenly calls her and he says, of course, he's putting that line back out there. So my Mm -hmm. therapist calls this the hook. Have I talked to you about the hook Mm -hmm, before? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like sometimes a toxic person will get that hook in you Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll love bomb you to get that hook deeper and deeper and deeper so that when you want to pull away, that hook is so deep that you can't get away from it. Yep. And I just feel like he's putting that hook out again. Oh, he totally is. And he Mm -hmm. says, I miss those lunches and they agree to meet for lunch. Mm. It's not what Candy thinks it's going to be because she shows up for a bang lunch and she gets asked to babysit. Because he's like, Betty and I are going to marriage encounter. (laughs) Marriage encounter. Why is it called that? I don't. No, it's some weird it's religion. So thing. weird. Literally says, Will you watch the kids while we're gone? That's so fucked up. And Candy's like, Is this the end of us? And he says, We'll see what happens. Mm. Okay. Now, I want to say marriage encounter looks a lot like medieval times. Have you ever been to that restaurant? I literally, I swear to God, yes, I have, but I wrote down, Why does this look like a bad Renaissance fair? <laughs> yes, yes. we get like this pastor dude and we get the the classic oh those loosey-goosey couples from california gotta tell them not to be swinging i hate the california hate that we get all the time oh i know they take all the blame the priest or leader dude or whoever says you know no tvs no distractions what you have to do is write things in notebooks and then exchange your notebooks with a kiss 
So, meanwhile, Candy and Cherry are walking through town, and this is where Candy says, I made him a better lover, and bad mood Betty gets all the benefits. That's when it was. Mm -hmm. I never know when anything is. Cherry wants to take her out dancing. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. And then did you pick this up? This sounds like something you and I would do. She's like, I can't. I'm watching all these kids. And Cherry goes, Pat will watch them. How many times have we done this? You're like, Pat will watch them. Poor My poor husband has literally babysat all of my friend's children at some point or another. And that's not an exaggeration. But like I'm talking about when you had Rory and Ryan, remember, over the summer? Yes. And a lot of times like I'd want to go somewhere and you'd be like, yeah, I could go. Pat will watch them. Mm -hmm. Pat will always watch them. Pat will always watch them. Always. So God, poor Pat. Then there's a scene with Alan and Betty reading each other's journals about sex. Okay. Did you get this? Mm. This is something that's very, very baby boomer woman idea about sex. She talks about how she understands that sex should be relaxing. This is something Mm. right out of the 50s and 60s. Like there was this this rhetoric around sex that it should be super relaxing for women. Right, because they were trying to, no, that was just their way of gaslighting us into thinking we were doing it to help our husbands relax after working all day long. Fuck off. If your sex is relaxing, you're not doing it right. Doing it right, no. Fuck off. fun and chaotic and a little scary. (laughs) Yeah, and like like you stand up, you're not sure if your knees are going to buckle or not. When you go to get in the, in the shower at this staunchy hotel. So then bad news Betty says, I would like to fornicate now. Oh, I think it's a Wait, I have to know. Did people actually say fornicate? I believe that religious conservative oh, yeah. people have mm. uttered the word fornicate. I think you're right. It's a religious mm. thing. I didn't think of that. You no. have to... You well, just have to realize and remember how baked in religion all of this is. I know. And I do forget that. It's wild. So then we get a spliced scene with Candy dancing up in the club to staying alive, which is That great. was awesome. Great. So great. It was great. And then we see um, Alan and Betty fornicating. Fornicating. And it looks like it's old missionary, right? It was. Basic Caucasian. Basic Caucasian. It was. So then we see Alan and Betty exchanging vows again and drinking some blood of Christ. That's so weird. Now Alan and Betty come to pick up the kids. Did you notice? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What? I okay. So I needed to know. Was that at the and like the marriage encounter and all of those people were renewing their vows? Yes. That's so weird. So weird. It's like a marriage retreat. It's like a yeah. But why would you call it a encounter? I don't know. I don't know. So they're picking up the kids, and Betty's telling Candy, like, oh, my God, this saved my marriage. It was so great. And Candy wants to punch her in the face. Oh, you can see she's, like, burning inside, red-hot pissed. Through clenched jaw, she's like, oh, that sounds wonderful. She is officially the red-hot lover. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Betty says, you and Pat, you go, oh, never mind. I'll stay out of it. So then Alan just walks by and is like, hey, Candy, what's up? And just keeps walking. And she's like seething. And then she stops him and asks him how it went. And he says, better than he could ever imagine. And she goes, and he goes, I'll call you. And she goes, yep. 
Guys, mm. pro tip. You get a yep from mm. your wife, she's pissed off she's about something. Or your girlfriend or your uh, yep. just any woman. Yes. You get a yep from anyone, a coworker, someone in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're done. Just know nothing you can say now is going to is going to work. Just, just stop. Space. Just give it some space. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just shut the fuck up until you're spoken to again. (laughs) So Candy heads in the house, throws some meat in the meat grinder, and goes to town. As Peace of My Heart by Janis Joplin plays. Oh my god, it was like the greatest ending ever. It was a great ending. It was a great ending. That song is everything. It reminded me of, okay, so Janis, you know my love of Janis Joplin. I'm just, I wrote, literally wrote in here, pause for Stephanie. Okay, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Um, that song, or just that there's this, like, one, what is it? Uh, Pearl, the Janis Joplin album Pearl, mm-hmm. is, like, the theme album of my seventh and eighth grade experience. And I love it so – well, I don't didn't love those years, but I love that album so much mm-hmm. because it's when I fell in love with Janis Joplin and it also was in, like, the 90s. But it was so great and I became, like, that weird girl. Yeah. Because no one knew who she was and I was like, who? Yeah. who? Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, the weird girl that listened to Janis Joplin while everyone else was listening to, like – Dave Matthews was he? Yeah, Dave Matthews. Yes, yeah. I know because I was walking around worshiping a dead John Lennon in seventh and eighth grade. Yes, and I was yes, and exactly, and I was worshiping a dead Janis Joplin. See, there you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, um, when we did our uh, coverage of Yellow Jackets uh, episode seven, I had to have my Nirvana corner because the use of something in the way. In that episode was I know I know because when I was listening to the pod, I literally texted you and was like, "Oh my god, Nina and my other friend Nina, mm-hmm. um, that we've been known each other since kindergarten, literally used to record on VHS MTV Live." Yes, and I have Nirvana's, I have Pearl Jam's, yep. I have Eric Clapton. I have so many of them, Eric and we found them. Better. Oh, it's the best. But we found them and watched them at her parents' house a couple summers ago. We like got drunk and dug around in her dad's garage and found like an old VHS. It was amazing. But we still have them. I still say Nirvana Unplugged is one of the best albums. The best of ever, all mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. ever of anything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Okay. The so best. tell me what you are loving in this episode and what you are not loving. And if you need a minute, I can go first. Um, I kind of know what I'm okay. going to say, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Because I went the, first last time. Let's do the loving first. Okay. Okay. I am loving the portrayal of Pastor Ron. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't want to go first because I needed to give that to you because I knew you were going to pick him. What's the Disney movie with the emotions? Inside Out. I don't, Inside oh, I don't out. Ever You know, that anger. One. That's that's the little red dude. That's Pastor Ron. He reminds me of Caillou. Who's Do you remember Caillou? Caillou the the cartoon from when my kids were babies. Mm, he was like this it. spoiled, fucking annoying Caillou, and uh, he saw everything was annoying. No, I don't know it. Caillou, we're gonna. Look, I'm gonna post it in the Facebook group. Okay. Somebody will know who Caillou is. Okay, and they're gonna feel me in this because he's a fucking Caillou. Okay, okay. I feel like he's also anger. 
but go on. Now, what are you loving? <laughs> All right. I, there was a few things that I was obsessed with in this episode. The red velvet headboard, mm. <laughs> the motel. Okay. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, and I wouldn't want be, it in my house, it but it was so fucking cool. Now. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with, there was one um, skeezy room they were in that had like these beautiful velvet, like lime green chairs. I'm just mm. obsessed with this decor. I don't know why. But the other thing that I'm so in love with, and I've noticed this in every episode so far, are the scenes where, when she's driving. Yeah, you've mentioned that. They're yeah. shot so in such a way. It's so cool and they're so nostalgic because you can mm -hmm. tell it's not like real. It, I love the, the car scenes. Like I'm living for the car scenes. And okay. I skipped ahead and I watched some of episode three and there's a car scene in episode three <laughs> that I love too. I'm loving the car scenes. I'm I'm really liking the show. Like, okay, so let me go to my not loving because my not okay. loving when I wrote this was the pacing feels really slow to me right now. When mm. is something going to happen? And mm. then I watched ahead episodes three and four. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it, it okay. picks up. Yeah, yeah, it picks up. It's. I think we were just like that first episode and like I think half of this episode were kind of like setting the, mm -hmm. the tone, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm not loving is Betty. Oh yeah, she's I don't. Worse. I just feel like they're kind of inconsistent with Betty. Are they, or am I just not buying it? I don't know. Maybe it's. You know what I think it might be too. The actress, actor. Are we calling them actor? Actor. It's interesting um, because I was thinking about this. Like we are supposed to side with Betty in this, right? I know. I know. And I'm struggling. See, I'm not really siding with her either. I but don't I'm. Know. Like, I want to side with Betty, but I don't like her. And I want to like her. But, and then I'm thinking, we talked about this a little bit before. Like, because I watched the other series, the one with Jessica Biel, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, that Betty in that show, I feel like was so much better. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm stuck on that Betty, <laughs> which stinks because I like this actor too. Like I do because I've seen her in other things and I love her. I just don't like her as Betty. She's the wrong Betty for me. It's interesting because we're being told the story from Candy's point of view. Was the other series from Candy's point of view as well? I believe that it was showed like you saw different points of view, if okay. I remember correctly. Because he is firmly placing Candy as the protagonist in this. Like mm -hmm. She is the main character. She's the protagonist. And normally yes. you're meant to side with the protagonist, but I, know. I don't know. I'm just not. It's weird. I do think, because I remember, I did see the other series, and I do think that they showed like different out, like different sides of the story. Kind of like the affair, but not really that oh, don't even. great. Don't I, I, that's why I followed it up with not really that great, because I know <laughs> okay. that the affair, the, the bar is real high. Real high. Real high. And I, we're not there. Okay. I was just saying, you know. All right. Relevancy. The affair was, guys, you want to watch a show about an affair, like a real show about a real affair. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean. That show. That lived inside of me for a while. That lived, me too. And like, it was so, I think, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and mm -hmm. I'm going to say that was one of the first streaming shows that I watched, if you think about it, um, that yeah, really made me. Wrong. 
I, I don't think I am. Yeah. For me, anyway. Yeah. I mean, not the first. I can't remember what one was, but it was one of the earlier yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely one of those shows that made me fall in love with television again. Because I was not a big television person until streaming. I and that was you. one of the first shows. And I watched it even before you did. Yes, you did. And Because I, I remember us talking about it after. And I was like, oh, yeah, I watched that. So good. But... I will tell you that one of the first shows that I saw that made me really fall in love with television was Six Feet Under. Oh, it was was just, it was so good. It was so good. And I only watched that because you told me to. There are still episodes of that that haunt me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was a great show. It was so amazing. And then I feel like Mad Men really solidified my love of television i don't know i've always loved tv like i've always i know you have my little trailer for a little mystery gap always been obsessed with soap operas and i I love stories and i love like these Mm -hmm. are just these when you think about the cultural conversations that happen around shows now it's very similar to the kinds of conversations our mothers had around their stories stories a hundred percent like my mom was always talking about shit that james stembeck or alan spaulding were doing Uh always Uh uh-huh She'd and who was the guy talking about it? Joshua from the Bold and the Beautiful. Was it Joshua? Josh yes, Reva. Reva. Like Reva. Bud, I'm coming, bud. bud. Drives off the off the bridge. Still remember that very well. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so. Popular. Oh my god! All so right, guys. Um, listen, we have a Facebook group now. We do, and yeah. guess what else is going to be on the Facebook group? What? Penis corner. <laughs> we can't do penis corner. We'll get our group yes, shut down. Yes, we can do what we want. We'll get our group shut down. You can't use certain uh, words. Well, I'm going to call it something else. Okay. I'm um, going to call it phallus corner. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do with the Facebook group is, like, we, we just realized that we need a place for you guys to give us some feedback. Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. She's my face. Um, so the Facebook group will have a dedicated episode thread to each episode of the pod where you can leave feedback, you can join in, comment. So this is what I'm talking about. Like there will be a, a post in the yes. group for this episode and people can talk about Phallus Corner on that post. But Okay. What if, let's just say down the road, we want to talk about penises in another show. I have to open up the penis corner again. It's not just de- – the penis corner is not going to be dedicated to just – what is the name of the show? Love and Death? Um, I'm dedicating penis corner to whoever needs the penis corner. <laughs> I'll be the moderator of the penis corner if someone needs me to okay, be. there you go. Listen up, all you goldies and oldies. Get in that Facebook group. Goldies okay. and holdies. When I say goldies, it don't Yes, it's not, you psychopath. See, I've been rehired. I didn't mean to call you goldies. <laughs> and just like that, I was rehired. And just like that. All right, guys, follow our feed because this Sunday is the finale of Yellow Jacket. Oh, I can't wait. Ugh, I cannot wait. All right. Um, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.